Welcome to the Gathered Truths Podcast. My name is Jen Yaki. Join me as we create this sacred container for discovery and healing, a place where you are invited to safely inquire, contemplate, and explore the paths of wellness, awareness, and truth. Together we will listen, breathe, learn, and grow so that we can show up for ourselves, our families, and our communities. Welcome to Gathered Truths. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Gathered Truths podcast. This is episode number 17. Today's Gathered Truth is forgiveness. My truth around forgiveness. Perhaps it will resonate with you. Maybe you have some truths about forgiveness. And before we get going, just to remind you that if you go to genyaki.com, you can see when the next Gathered Truths book is coming out. February 1 is the date as of today, 2020. I can't believe that we're already there or close anyway. And also some different offerings like you can meditate with me online. And if you can't make the live meditations, there's probably 75 or so meditations in the library that you can peruse. And also if you are local, the path is beginning again in January and there is one spot. So as of today, December 9th, there is one spot available. And so if that is calling to you, or you have questions about it, you can reach out to me. And then of course, uh, coaching. So you can take a look at that and see what is available, whether it is private coaching or coaching and movement and meditation privately at your work. So those are the, all the announcements. I hope that you're doing well. I mean, I know that we are in the middle of the holidays and I am, even though I work in the area of wellness or because I work in the area of wellness, maybe I'm just more aware of people um, suffering and, but it's happening all around us. It's happening in all walks of life and I'm reminded of that on a regular basis. And so as you go about your day, after you listen to the podcast, do a bit of meditation, just remember that the people that are walking around you and potentially yourself, you might feel a little wounded today, you know? And so the person that cuts you off in Costco or is short with you at Starbucks um, or at work, or you yourself, um, are short with others, you know, um, that's, that really is not our default, right? To be nasty. Um, it's not, but life sometimes does things to us and we get stuck and, 
until we realize that we're stuck, we can't get unstuck. But um, so just being a little bit more mindful and kind as we walk around this world that we're in. I wanted to talk about forgiveness because this is a major component, things that come up all the time, especially during the holidays and, and not necessarily because of the holidays of themselves, but because we're around people and those people potentially have created wounds and those wounds get reopened because we see them again and we haven't seen them in a year or we haven't talked to them in the year or we last year we decided to set a boundary and that boundary was just cutting them off completely and here we are again a year later and we haven't really done any work around the situation we've just put up a fence a very large one with some alligators and fire around the fence and So I just wanted to talk about forgiveness. And for some of you, when you hear the word forgiveness, you're like, yeah, I'm out. In fact, you may have already turned it off. (laughs) Because I know that that was the case for me. Like, I'm not, I'm not forgiving anything. And um, because my rationale around not forgiving or forgiving was that if I forgave you that I'm letting you off the hook, then all the stuff that you have done, all the wounds that you have created, you're just off the hook. And as I have um, worked on myself and worked with others, that is just that's just not the case. But I want to tell you this, one of my favorite quotes is from Sean Corn, and she said, before get before sorry, before you forgive, you have to tell them to F off. And she uses the full word, but then I have to click this button that this podcast is um, explicit and I just don't want to do that. And you might have little kids in the car. So, um, so before the forgiveness is the F off. And that is, I think that that for me, it's just so clear, like, come on, you cannot behave and do that. You cannot act like that. You cannot do those things. To me, I mean, if you want to do them to other people, that's, that's your own uh, deal, but not to me. So I want to give you an example. And I don't want to um, give too many details. But I just want to give you an example. I'll give you a couple of examples. You know, Um, I think that for me, forgiveness as an adult uh, centers around relationships um, that I have, whether it be my intimate relationships or uh, relationships with colleagues or friendships. And if you are, you know, I will say over the age of, I don't know, 40, 35, making friends as an adult is rough. It has been, this is my experience maybe it's not yours. Maybe you have a lot of friends. But I have found that having authentic relationships with people um, is tough. And when I was in a 12-step program, I thought that I had a lot of friends. And when I came into that 12-step program, I did not like women. 
did not like them, did not want to chat with them, did not want to sit around and talk about this, that, or the other, and that I had to do some work around why I didn't uh, like women, which is an entirely different podcast. But about four years, uh, actually two years into sobriety, maybe 18 months, I found a group of women and I started doing the things, right? Like I started going to gatherings and dinners and celebrations. And I felt part of this group. I just felt for the first time that I belonged. And again, that's an entirely different podcast about the belonging. But I really felt like, I mean, that I had found some people. And and about year four, year four and a half into my recovery journey, I decided that I needed something different. And and in doing so, I had to, I decided that I wanted to detach a little bit from the formality of a 12-step program. And um, when I did this, I was shunned. I was removed from groups. Um, I, those people stopped talking to me most of them, not all of them. And it was really hurtful, very hurtful. Um, because I thought that we were friends just because we were friends, not because we were in recovery or that I believed what they believed, uh, or they believed what I believed. I thought we were friends. And Um, so that kind of got under my craw for a long time. And I used to tell that story and get really fired up, have a lot of emotion around it. Um, a lot of anger, a lot of, um, sadness. And now I don't, as I stand here, uh, doing this podcast, I I don't have any emotion around it because I have forgiven, the situation. I have forgiven the people involved. And not that I've ever said anything to them. They probably don't even know uh, how I feel or how I felt. Um, But I forgave them because I was the one drinking the poison. Every time I told the story, I could feel myself internally get really hot, get tense, um, get locked down, um, and nobody else was feeling that except for me. Um, and so today having a a 30,000 foot view of the situation, I see why they did what they did. Um, and it was a lot of their own fear and their own stories around their own sobriety. And, um, I can see that today. I can see that with clear eyes. And so by forgiving them, I have created more space for other things. And I can actually feel that in my body, like, like that thing in yoga um, tradition, it's called samskara. Um, But to me, it's, it's like this black tar sticky nastiness that just invades my body and space and takes up so much room that there is not any room for anything else. There's not room for love and kindness and compassion and forgiveness and my everyday things because that samskara, that 
yucky, nasty tar is just taking up way too much space. And so I want to say that as I mean, I'm 11 years uh, in recovery now. And that happened at about year four and a half. And so that's a long time. It took me a long time to get to the place. And really, the way that I got to that place was through meditation, by creating space in my mind, creating space between thoughts and judgment, and coming to the conclusion on my own um, that that was enough, that that this this situation, these people were just doing the best that they could, and um, that I was harboring so much um, ugliness that I wasn't able to see as much goodness as I can see today. So I don't know how many years it took me, but I want to say it was four. <laughs> um, because I feel like forgiveness is kind of like grief. You're in this cyclical um, experience, this cycle, where you hit these different um, plateaus, but that doesn't mean you're finished with them. It just means that you'll probably come back around and there'll be less of a visceral response. And that forgiveness, like grief, takes individual time that it isn't a set time like oh well that instance is a one month period and that instance is a a decade it's just very personal and how much work you want to do around it and also the awareness to ask ourselves why am I holding on to this what benefit am I getting? And that's the hard thing, putting the mirror up to your own face and seeing why you're holding on to that. Um, and I had a lot of reasons for holding on to that, um, none of which were, as I stand here today, um, are good ones. They're not ones that that um, are healthy. And so letting go, stop drinking the poison and expecting somebody else to get sick and die, you know, that's, that is really the, the key. Sometimes our stories, we continue to tell ourselves because then that is an allowance for our behavior. Um, and so it's an allowance or it, it allows us to, um, allowance for our behavior. So for instance, um, I have a family member um, that when I was 20, I don't even know, 22, um, decided that it was a good idea to put her hands around my throat and choke me. And um, for the longest time, I didn't, I didn't forgive her, you know, um, And as now, this is 30 years later, roughly, um, I forgive, I don't forgive her actions, but I forgive her because I see today how much pain she's actually in. And this does not excuse her behavior. This doesn't mean that I condone it or that she's off the hook. It just means that, wow, I see you. I see how much pain 
you actually have to be in to do that. How much fear you're living in to do that. And I can see it as clear as day now that the reason she came after me was because she was afraid that her whole house of cards was going to come down if I said something to the person that I was in the room with. And so I basically was a threat. I was a threat to her entire life. And 30 years later, I can see this. And um, and I feel bad for her. And just because you're family or a close friend, you're not allowed in the hula hoop. And just because you're in the hula hoop now doesn't mean you get to stay. I mean, if you are a donkey, then you're out. You know, um, we have this joke uh, in my house and also at um, a group that I sit in that, you know, you can't come into my hula hoop and poop and then expect to stay there. It's just not cool and that's not going to happen. So this person, my family member who decided this and, and that I have, I have forgiven her for myself because it, again, I need to, I need to, to create space for other things. And again, wanted just to scrape that yucky tar off the inside of me and let it go. And, but that doesn't mean that I'm going on family vacations or I'm going to visit her or if my other family members are going to visit her or recently there was a funeral. I'm not going to that. Not, I'm not going to the kids' uh, weddings um, because there's no reason for me to put myself back into a toxic situation. And, and that is my boundary. Now, if she decided to go to therapy and reach out to me and apologize for her behavior, I might let her get closer to the hula hoop, but I'm not letting her in um, because that takes time. And I count and you count. So the, I think that sometimes we forget, I'll speak for myself, sometimes I think I forget that I count, you know, that my feelings count and my well-being counts, my mental wellness counts, my physical being counts. And I tend to, and you might also, uh, put everybody else first. And then that compromises ourselves. And that, um, over time, can be quite detrimental. Another example I'll give you is, with regards to examples, with regards to betrayal. I had two people that I thought were my friends um, just blatantly betray me and our friendship. One person has never even acknowledged that, and that's because, in my opinion, she's got some sort of um, narcissistic, sociopathic tendencies. Um, and the other person, I don't know. The other person, um, I don't think is quite down that road of, of that, that psychiatric diagnosis, but <clears throat> still doesn't find fault, um, in, in the betrayal. Um, and so I held on to those things for a while, not as long, you know, it's kind of over time when you practice forgiveness, 
it happens faster because you realize the benefits of the forgiveness for yourself. You realize that you've created more space for other things, that you don't feel so dark inside, um, that if you see the person or if you, um, you know, run across them on social media, that you don't have this visceral response. Those things to me were really red flags for me when I was having a visceral response when they weren't even in the room. Because one of these people, I just, they don't even live in the same state. So what I found was that when I was having this visceral response, how much that was impacting me. And I was thinking, wow, that is, that is not how I want to live my life. That is not how I want to feel. And this is a complete waste of time. Because once again, I'm drinking the poison, expecting that person to get sick. And that's just not the case. So I want to read you a couple of things about potentially your forgiveness IQ. And I want to give credit to the person who um, has this test on their website. And her name is Judith Belmont. And um, I just want to read this um, part here before we get going. You might want to grab a piece of paper or not. Um, You might just nod your head and be like, yeah, that's a 10. That's another 10. That's a 10. They're all 10s. All right. So it's not easy to forgive when you feel slighted or wronged. Yet we know that the inability to forgive makes us hold on to bitterness and negativity. This is samskara I was talking about, this tar that I envision in my body. For some, forgiving oneself for past actions and choices proves to be the most challenging of all. This is also true for me when I first got sober. There were a lot of behaviors. There were a lot of things that I did that I was so ashamed of. And I went... A very long time before I forgave myself, before I just acknowledged that I was doing the best that I could at the time and I made some really bad decisions, but those bad decisions are not um, my entirety. They were just bad decisions at the time. And we all make them. Some of us make them for a longer period of time than others. Um, But that is that at the end of the day is not who I am at my core self. Um... And, and that was a process to, to forgive myself for that. And so if you are beating yourself up on a regular basis, I can tell you from experience that that is leaking out into other things. It is leaking out on how you view things, how you participate in life, how you interact with others. And so the faster that you can clean that up, um, you will find that your life changes immensely. And I will continue. It is important to keep in mind that forgiveness is a choice and reflects a personally conscious decision. So you're deciding. I get to decide if I'm going to forgive this person. And that is very powerful. The first step is to identify important elements of forgiveness so that you can tap tap into the healing power of forgiveness and boost your forgiveness IQ. So I'm just going to read five of the 10 and then in the links I will send or in the show notes rather, I will put the link and you can go check this out. So this is on a scale of strongly disagree, which would be a one to strongly agree, 
which would be a 10. So here's the first question. I will not forgive someone if they are not sorry and admit what they have done. I totally could just start laughing (laughs) because this was so me. Oh, man. Number two, those who have wronged or slighted me but take no responsibility for hurting me do not deserve to be forgiven. Again, I'm going to hardly be able to get through this because I'm like 10. And if there was an 11, I would choose 11. Number three, I find that my lack of ability to forgive makes me stuck thinking about what happened in the past. So here's the first reason for me to start softening and forgiving for myself so I can stop doing these things where I'm spending so much time or even a little time thinking about these incidents that are over, they're done, and it's gone but I'm still carrying it around. It is weighing me down. And that thick tar is just getting heavier. So for me, that number three was a big one for me when it started affecting me. Number four, I cannot forgive because I do not want to condone bad behavior. This was a misconception of mine that if I forgave you for your things, that that's me telling you, no problem. And by the way, you can do that again. And that's just, that's just not the case. It means I forgive you because I'm moving on. And the hula hoop that I have around me is a hundred yards wide. It's a it's full circumference. It's like a full football field all the way around me with alligators, a moat with no bridge and fire. That's pretty much what it looks like. All right. Number five, A difficulty in forgiving makes it hard for me to trust others. Oh, man, that was a big one. Because like I said, when I when I was just mentioning is that when you don't forgive people, it colors the lens in which you are viewing your life. And so everybody looks like they're going to betray you. And then that whole friend thing I was talking to you about when I first started the podcast, like, how do you make friends when you automatically think that somebody is going to be shady? It's not, it's not good. You don't, you don't give people the benefit of the doubt. And again, there is a middle path in all of this. There is the extreme of resentful, and I'm never going to trust anybody ever again. And I'm never going to let anybody in. And I'm never going to do this, this whole like black and white thinking. And then there's the other side of, well, I'm just going to trust everybody and everybody's good and everybody's doing the right thing. And then there is a middle path. And I have been guilty of being on both sides of the middle path. And I probably should do a podcast on black and white thinking because I was a black and white thinker. It either is or it isn't. And that, again, is, is a little bit rough um, in navigating life because life is fluid and flexible and moving. So again, I will um, place the rest of these questions or the link to Judith's um, forgiveness IQ test. You'll finish all 10 questions and then you'll total your score. And then she 
um, talks to you about like if you have 15, a score of 15 or lower, then you're a forgiveness genius. <laughs> Which, by the way, does not mean that you will always be a forgiveness genius. It just means in the current situation, you're a forgiveness genius. Um, if you're, let's just say that you, um, which would have been me, if, if you got 85 to 100, so you would have um, had eight nines and tens for uh, the 10 questions, danger zone, a lack of forgiveness impairs your mental health and keeps you stuck. Get help. And <clears throat> that is certainly where I was, where it was affecting my mental health. It was affecting my day-to-day interactions with people, my family, and even like me getting my own additional help, like returning back to a 12-step program potentially, or beginning a new um, group that I wanted to attend because I had this story of, well, they're all going to be like that. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to get close and then they're all going to be ridiculous and I can't trust them. And really what I was saying is I can't trust myself. I can't trust myself to make the decisions that need to be made. So hopefully this was enlightening for you. Maybe forgiveness is a thing for you. Maybe especially during the holiday season, you're having to visit people that you have been holding on to a resentment, a grudge, And remember that when you see this person and you make a decision in your mind to do the F off and then the forgiveness, remember that when you do the forgiveness part, you're doing it for yourself. Like F off with your behavior, but I'm letting it go now. I'm not going to carry it. It's not mine to carry. And then you get your hula hoop out, make it as big as you want. And you don't let them in until you want to let them in. And if they poop in your hula hoop, then you escort them out. And it's just kind of a thing that we do. And you will have to do this with a lot of people. And I hope that you find some humor in this because I know that as I am here now, and I look back at the time that I spent being mad, hurt, wounded. I needed that time. I'm not negating or minimizing that time. But then there's a time to put the bandaid on, pull myself up by the bootstraps and move forward. Because it's no longer serving me to be mad and hurt and wounded. So if you're in the place right now where you are mad, hurt and wounded, that's fine. But maybe you give it a time frame. Like, you know what? I'm going to be mad, hurt, and wounded until January 1. And then I'm going to work on some forgiveness. And let me just tell you something. The forgiveness piece, it's not a one and done. I mean, you will have to continue to do it um, over and over and over again with the same person because you will get stuck back in the loop of being hurt and wounded. So as we finish up today... And we conclude with a meditation. I'm going to read something and then invite you to do something. So find a comfortable seat. And if you're walking the dog, then just take a big breath. Big breath in and a full exhale out. 
And I know that when I have talked about forgiveness in the past, when people have talked to me about forgiveness, I find that my shoulders have taken up residence next to my ears and I'm squinting my face and my jaw is clenched and I'm just, oh my gosh, irritated. Like they did the things and now you want me to do something. You want me to forgive them. So if that's what your body is doing, if you're feeling really locked down right now, just take a big breath in and out. And just for a moment, just for a moment, just for the rest of this podcast, just let it go. And if you want to pick it up again, pick it up again. But just for the next five minutes, just let it go. So this is a reading from Pixie Lighthorse, Honoring Grace. Thank you for this day of forgiving myself and others. It is in you that I find the simplicity in breaking ties with what I once held tightly to. You have whispered pardons for my mistakes, and now I will gift others and myself the same. Thank you for providing me with countless examples of acquittal to follow throughout my life. You have shown me that life is much too short for clutching. For the words that have been said with intent to harm me, let me leave them at the gate before walking through my door. For the words I have said that have injured, let me make amends as soon as possible. For the words I have never said, but which I needed to, let me say them now, first to you for clarity, and then to those they are meant for. For the words that were never said to me, but which needed to be, let me say them to myself. Bury my expectations of others and move forward. For the times when I have judged, let me look in the mirror. For the times when I have felt judged, release my impulse to be a victim. For the times when I have made a critical error, let me correct my course. For the times when I have efforted to no avail, let me keep trying. In response to shame, let me unhinge the habit by not shaming in return. In response to guilt, let me acknowledge the poor choice and make it right. In response to fragmentation, help me retrieve my lost parts, integrate and reassemble. In response to violations of my boundaries, let me put more effective ones in place and blame no one for coming through the holes in my fences. Thank you for the ability to come from integrity as my spirit dictates, to be a house of sanctuary. Thank you for helping me know where I stand and helping others know what they can expect from me. And just taking a deep breath in and out. And maybe your eyes are closed. Perhaps your hands are at heart center, one on top of the other. And maybe just for a moment you can notice how your body feels, how your mind feels. And just, even if it's just for a minute, can you think about what it would feel like if you just forgave that person? 
if you just let it go. If you forgave and let it go, knowing that that, what they did to you, was not okay. And that the forgiveness that you are bestowing is not onto them, but onto you. That when you forgive the person, the place, the thing, that you create more space for love, kindness, compassion, not only for yourself, but for the other people that are around you. Sometimes when we create that space, when we let go, when we clean up the samskara, that tar inside of us, the thing that we ultimately wanted, the love, the respect, the friendships, the kindness, the compassion, there's room for that. There's room for that, that we can actually receive. So maybe today you sit for one minute, letting it go. And after that minute, if you want to pick it back up and take it on like a heavy coat, then you can. But remember, you can put it down whenever you want. This is your choice to forgive. That person never has to know because that person doesn't know that you're holding on to the resentment more than likely. Remember, forgiveness is for you. For more room to breathe and to love and to receive all the things that were too locked down to receive. Taking a big breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. As always, I encourage you to sit for a minute or two, maybe write what is coming up. And until next time, I wish you much peace, much ease, and much freedom. <laughs>